fresh herbal nose of clove, ginger, anise, and citrus, astringent, tart, hints of grapefruit, strong bitters. I can even taste the gentian. Amazingly well balanced. 4.75 out of 5. 4.75, wow. I just love the review. It's so funny. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We're here with you in the month of October for episode 68. Crack that beer, Matt. I have already cracked it. Oh, you've already cracked it. Yeah, right. You can crack all that right. one. Well, let's, let's get into the... Uh, do you want to get right into it or do we want to like... Let's yeah, hype can, it a little bit. Let's hype it. Yeah. All right. We're yeah. going to hype So uh, hype. in this month of October, we're um, really excited to be back at the round table here in Pub 39A because we had a lot happen between... September and now. It's been so. a busy few weeks. Yeah, it has been. <clears throat> but hey, let's crack an Oktoberfest lager for the Moon Room series. While we while we hype up the yeah. next one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Read it out. Let me give you a rundown here. Uh, Moon Room series. The 2023 Ecliptic Brewing Moon Room series is our ode to all things lager beer. Our Oktoberfest lager is an ode to the annual fall festival in Germany. This Beer is rich and toasty, yet balanced and clean. Crisp finish, perfect for a liter or two. A liter, oh damn! Ooh. A liter or two. Full oh. Oktoberfest style. Get a uh, boot. Get a boot. Come visit the Moon Room in uh, Southeast Portland at nine thirty East Oak Street. Yeah. Uh, we're ran in here at six point zero ABV. A liter of that would uh, would do you nicely. Well, that'll get you done. All right, let's <laughs> I, crack I think it. we need to uh, visit the Moon Room here <laughs> yes, soon. We do. I would love to go to uh, the Mothership and the Moon Room. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, Ecliptic Brewing is our uh, our partner, beer partner in uh, Portland, Oregon. The brewmaster John Harris is a legend in the brewing industry, and he has they have two locations now: their Mothership and their Moon Room, their satellite location. A very fitting name for a satellite. Thank you, thank you. That's yeah. a very getting nice you, pour. Getting you all topped off. It's a boys. healthy pour. It's a beautiful pour. It's very amber colored, as you'd expect. Glass is nice and cold out of the new fridge. Beautiful new in fridge. Pub thirty nine A. Pub thirty nine A got an appliance enhancement. Enhancement, yes. In the hey, last cheers. month. Yes. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to that too. Cheers to Oktoberfest. Cheers. Mm. Ooh. Very good. It's got the nice little malty backbone at the end. It's it's very malty. Yeah, to keep it. Uh, it's a good lager. Mm-hmm. Um, real good. Yeah, like we've had a lot of pumpkin kind of style beers recently, mm-hmm. and this is this is much more of like a a drinkable. I could drink a liter. Of this. It's uh, I like it because it's still got a fall feel to it, but it's not yeah overloaded with like you say pumpkin or yeah. stout or whatever. The uh, Oktoberfest beers hit different in October. They do. They do. I mean it. In the summertime, I, mean, I think it is uh, Founders or is it Bells that they pretty much launch theirs oh, like yeah. September, early, early September-ish. I think it's even late August. Yeah. Uh, not quite ready for it then, but right now is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a yeah. day like today. Like today it was 40 degrees in rain. Like this is the kind of beer you want to be sipping on on a day like today. Absolutely. Get yeah. my ribs nice and sticky. Yeah, it would be really fun to go to Germany for Oktoberfest. 
I'd want to know. I'd want to be there with someone who knew what they were doing because I think it's a wild time. Like there's just people all over the place and they're drinking liters of beer clearly, and uh, it can get. I, I'm sure it can get kind of rowdy, but I think it'd be a blast. Oh yeah, yeah. Germany. Uh, visit the Underberg headquarters in Rheinberg and then meander our way over to um, Oktoberfest. I went to Megabev today. Megabev has the uh, the gift tins. Oh, they do. Underberg, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, in the aisle, uh, not at the counter, but in the aisle way back by the food back there. Damn, they got a whole bitters section back that one? there. The the yeah, party tin. Yeah, they have the the. It's like a yeah party tin or gift gift tin. We or had whatever. gift tins at uh, Underground Man. Yeah, yeah, we did. For those that were lucky enough. Yeah, that's a good place Those to are the start. Twin really. Get a twin tin. Those yeah. were twin yeah. tins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still a gift tin. Yeah, yeah. gift tin for Underground Man. It's a, it's a party favor. But yeah, so actually, that's a good place to start. We'll we'll kick it off with some cycling stuff. Um, I think given that Underground Man is our annual, it's a it it it's our annual event that we that we host as a team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a huge success. It was. I like how yeah. we set it up this year a little bit better because it, it was just more room to like congregate. Yeah. At the start, and you it was know, a we had more the official. tent set up there, um, coolers, uh, race chaser dad and um, your dad. Yep. We're talking next year, like ah, oh, we should get get like a bocce grill and like be grilling brats and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. My fear is that I would stop for a brat and not start again, but um, I no, could. that was a much better location. I thought, like yeah. for the start finish. The event itself was great. I mean, we had a, a good portion of EOT there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, what, 35 riders that were pre-regged. And yeah. day of, was it was a little dicey, so we had a 26 few, yeah. or something. Yeah, 26, 27 in that yeah. range. Um, but overall, had a great time. I mean, we, we uh, slayed 15 laps of the underground. Yep. I, I was surprised at how terrible I felt. Well, I mean, I was just about to say the three of us were on the, uh, the literally the front of the pack to start this thing, and we were the last yeah, ones. But that's, that's for the parade <laughs> lap. That's like the, like the you know, you just it's the formation lap. And then, yeah. and then, like, I moved over, you took over, you hit it, and I think, like, Dankert was with you, Decomo was with you. I'm like, yeah, spicy. I'm not going to hold that pace for 15 laps. No, I'm I just, like, settle in right here. I kind of felt kind of just sluggish the whole day Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay i'm gonna try to like maybe get my heart rate up maybe i just need to open up my legs a little bit and then i just blew up (laughs) that was it so yeah Yeah, it's tough it's it it was i feel like the three of us two um also were taking the appropriate every five lap breaks oh yeah because i actually uh, stopped at four for a berg yeah i mean it was that's the way you got to do it and it with the occasional drizzle that we had during the the race that is one thing that put a literal damper i think some people were like like just get this shit over with yeah but we still tried and true stop every five have a beer i mean it's a good like 10 minutes five splash and go stop yeah Yeah. splash no it was a fun event we and then we had a nice get together afterwards we had a good like again a good a good showing good fun event um and a great party afterwards a great way to promote like our team obviously but also to promote the podcast to promote um underberg as well like it was a this is the first year where we we actually called it underground man presented by underberg because we had the underberg banners the underberg tent we were passing out bergs it It looked great it did it really looked great um we got out there the week before you and i matt and um we did some trimming, some like blowing of the trail, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Morning of though, I mean, we had gotten some serious winds and, and rain. Yeah, and rain. Um, and it was uh, like pretty well leaf covered, and it was dicey the first couple of laps. But the course rode in 
like very very well i thought mm-hmm. like by lap five six all of a sudden you were getting really good traction yeah it was great i mean yeah, yeah. conditions and i mean it rained i think it was like 10 laps in 11 where it started raining like somewhat consistent consistently for like a whole lap well that was when the, was, fi- the three of us went out for our final five oh, yeah, we laps on, yeah we were on like 11 or 12 or something yeah yeah that last the last two laps are it puts you into a space. You're, yeah. <laughs> and it got dicey. I mean, it was greasy. It was like yeah, you, you couldn't take many risks. No. Yeah. It, that couldn't have come you know at a worse time. The <laughs> rain, last thing you wanted is to fall on a needle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, if that would have happened early on and then it would have been just kind of dry, like a little bit tacky towards the end, that would have been great. But you, you got five laps to go. You've already stopped for multiple beers. Mm-hmm. You've had a, you got a stomach full of donuts and cookies and gummy worms and you just want to get to the end and the, then you get a little bit of rain just another to make nature it greasy just, just dusts I don't know. you with a little uh, love and there's nobody else on the trail other than three of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just you're literally forming i felt you fall into a daze and you start to be like where am i like am the, i there was a pretty high orientation drop. there was a pretty high dropout rate there was year. there was because um, yeah. the fact that the three of us were the last three on the course i know there was people behind us there were definitely a yeah. few people that, um, you know, but, but that's the joy but of the that, underground. Do your 13, do your yeah. 10, do your, yeah, I think, you know, exactly. do your three. Do but whatever feels right. I will say as a follow-up, if you are, um, if you listened to episode 67, when we were describing the course, we had alluded to the um, addition of the spa, Francochamps. Spa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I can say as a, as a recap, that was fantastic. That, no, was, that was great. That was a perfect addition because yeah. you get the di- dice downhill, one of the few recovery zones in any course, any part of that course. Yeah really get a cool little turn and then back up you go um that was that was that was a nice addition i think i think we keep that in Mm -hmm. and i think you know perhaps next year we consider revamping the the trail that someone put in there that we don't know oh in the backpack yeah yeah like the part that we didn't do in kalamazoo corner yeah i i think we consider that as a option for 2024 do we want to make it longer though uh maybe no. fewer laps or not from no no it's got to be 15 but <laughs> we could do it just for the if you're out there riding and then for the 15 it's we cut that part back off okay we did have a little <laughs> drama True. because we altered the yes the we did chicane the first chicane we did we did brian did yeah the, the bus stop chicane that we uh that brian put in yeah. was uh and that was actually getting ridden in I, very nice i liked it i liked did. i liked that whole entry it was good i, I liked it a lot you, you keep can't your flow. take it nowadays though you can, no. i was out there with with bro the other day he tobined it, it tobin he? tobin oh, got yeah. out there and he put some logs down Big you cannot cross that i got a sinking feeling in my stomach to be honest when i was i did like a urban ride on my on the boon with the gravel tires and then i was like i'm gonna try just hitting the lap of the underground yeah and it was super fun but i got in there and this was just a couple of days after the event so it was fresh mm. and he laid it on yeah and um you will not cross this the, path the, son the i don't understand time, i don't either. I don't either the first time i saw it though and for the for the listeners it was a section of trail there that comes up to an x it crosses back on itself and so if you're riding out there with four, four of your buddies on a Sunday afternoon, no, not a problem. You do your little cross back. It's actually kind of fun. But if you're riding with 25, 30, you know, plus riders of really varying, everyone's all over the place. The, the thing is spread throughout the entire woods. You're going to run into some issues where if people aren't watching, you could run it. You could have a, a, a cataclysmic event. <laughs> and so to take that out, we put the bus, the bus stop uh, straight line kind of cuts the first chicane. It, it was perfect. Like yeah, the was, flow was great. Of, like yeah. the flow is arguably better. Right off the, the start finish area. 
you go into the loop like it was great flow you get you get to hit that little right hander then back to left and then the big right hander berm and you actually Honestly, if, if you had, Tobin hadn't cut that out, I would just keep riding that. I was intending to. Yeah. I, I really was. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's been... Can, I had that sinking stomach, though, because it reminded me so much of up at Merlin when... Like, it looked the same. It was like yeah. some big logs and some leaves. And yeah. Stuff. So, like, I just, I, I just don't understand the type of individual who goes out to the underground to do that, though. Like... Really, you you hate it that much that you're gonna cover it up? Like, did he put massive logs of that down yes. or something? Oh yeah, they're, okay. they're massive logs. It, it took that took some effort. <laughs> there was clear yeah. intent not to let anyone drive. Ride I might that go move them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the war begins. I will say too. So I went out. Uh, this event was on Saturday, October seventh. The event or on Sunday, I went out early, maybe about nine o'clock, to clear some of the tape that we left in the course. And it's just too too difficult that day on Saturday. We always intend that we're gonna get it within twenty four hours for those that care but uh um so i'm going out i'm clearing the tape and i get to that spot and it was before he had tobinized it with like logs mm-hmm. and stuff but you know how we had we just had that tape in the middle it wasn't cutting off either direction it was just kind of pointing you into the we yeah. built essentially we built a chute yeah into mm-hmm. the new section he took the left side of our chute and he turned it 90 degrees so that it cut across the that part <laughs> i don't this still is get outrod this trial no that was within that i got out there at nine o'clock a.m. A. and we finished up at what 3 p.m. yeah so, so sometime in between there he went out there and did that i just don't get it for those that don't know that are listening that aren't familiar you've heard us talk about the underground forever but it is this what we're describing is against the spirit of the underground mm-hmm. yeah it is, exactly it is the underground you do what you want in there there's kids that build dirt jumps there's bmx riders back there there's shitty sections of flow there's great sections of flow there's a clear a course there's a back you know you do whatever you want out there within reason and respectfulness and what he did to me i mean maybe he took that as disrespect but we all knew yeah that's not what that was not disrespectful no, that you was mm-hmm. it's not like you like completely cut up a piece of court we just added a little it was like 10 feet of trail but it was you know in a highly dense trail like as if you care ride where you want to ride like, yeah. like yeah what does it bother you that like, it was yeah just literally go to the middle of the trail and there are the most janky jumps you've ever seen in your entire oh, life yeah. people putting them up like every year there's new jumps going up like yeah and they are not they're not osha approved no, no. no. they're they like janky as you said yeah I mean, <laughs> that the thing like, might collapse when you get midway up. the kind of stuff that's back there that's not even re- related to trail riding or walking or hiking it's like trash back there it's like come on like we're putting in a little 15 foot bus stop chicane. literally 15 feet yeah. and it's not like you're going but, out to a um you know very well curated trail like luton or something and just being like you know that has like a commission behind it and like they do all this stuff and it's like a very official trail you're not going if you go out to luton and do something okay but this is a it's the underground and what we did was not destructive no i'll, and, um, I'll and die on that hill I, yeah totally the underground has always been like just the neighborhood trail yeah like who cares what anybody's doing back there? Just ride your line that you want to ride. Yeah. And, and you know, if you don't want to ride something, you don't ride it. It's not a big deal. It, it's and the, and then now, uh, the West Michigan Mike mountain bike associate WMMBA is like claiming it as part of their trails, which, okay, fine. No, but it's, it's really Against not that. a WMMBA yeah. no. trail. No. It's, 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 a water runoff area in Grand Rapids that we have trails in. The thing that's that bums me about about uh, out about the West Michigan Mountain Bike Association's 
capture of that? I mean, obviously they do great work like without them, West Michigan, you know, where would the trails be? However, it says like, here's the list of official trails curated by the WMMBA. We built them. We take care of them. Here they are. And it's like the whole list. And yeah. the freaking undergrounds. I'm like, no, there, you don't it, that's take on there. Yeah. You, they didn't yeah. build it. They don't take care of it at all. Nothing. Like I was like, that's pushing it. So who, who claimed, I mean, I guess I don't even know. Is this guy part of the WNBA or whatever? He probably is. To probably, me. I don't yeah. know if he's like, a, I don't think he's in the governance. Like he's probably just a member. I don't know. I don't want to assume, but like to go back to like the spirit of the underground, there are sections of the kind of a trail, the, the normal trail where there was like high school kids building jumps across the trail. Like mm-hmm. remember that, like just uh, some intense stuff and no one, you just ride where you want to ride. It's against the spirit of that place. And it bums me out that that guy was like that. It's just like, ah, man, it was a buzzkill. And how many he has, I don't think he's been riding it that long either. Just, We've been out there forever. Yeah. Just why, why do you need to be that way, man? Why? Mm. I don't get it. And also the night before, um, as you can tell, listeners, we're, we're pretty worked up about this. <laughs> and um, essentially because it, it, it was a night in which we're prep, prepping for the underground man. I think it was actually the Monday before. He's riding out there. Never met him. He sees that we're building the little uh, bus stop, you know, cut through. And he came up to us being very friendly, like, and he was asking us and he was kind of, oh, there's an event. Oh, oh there's cool. an event. Cool, cool. And just like grabbing all this information. And then he goes on West Michigan Trail Conditions, which has like 11,000 people that subscribe to it and puts us on blast. I'm bummed, man. Like, I thought you were, you know, I saw you come up. You greeted us. You, you kind of just sapped information from us like a little... You just went back to your computer and you yeah. just put us on you, blast. You, yeah, you became a keyboard warrior. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Like, who does that?" So, I was, um, I, 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 you know, I'll chat it out with you if you want. Well, we can become friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, transition into uh, the next topic, which is a very, very important one, and we were absolutely thrilled at the tail end of September to co-host along with Speciation Ales and Underberg the release of our our collaborative beer. I mean. Arguably the biggest event under brew. Yeah. Arguably the biggest event that has happened for eclipse on tap. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people other than the 2017 eclipse. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> second, hundreds, second, second biggest people. event that has happened is a beer collab. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Hit it. Let's read off let's, the, let's hear the under brew. What are we sipping on next? Uh, under brew is a Oak aged ale meant to be sipped or taken all at once. If you're feeling wild, Brewed with bittering herbs, citrus, hops, and ginger in just the right amounts. Pairs well with the good life and Underberg. Naturally delicious. And it's uh, time for a Berg break and a brew. Brewed in collaboration with Underberg and Eclipse on Tap. How cool is that? It's so cool. Pretty 6. awesome. 6.5%. And it's... Uh, we got to talk a little about the event, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, the event was... The launch party was insane, I thought. We yeah. had a line out the door before it even opened. Should I uh, open it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, David's opening it. Um, one thing, too, I was going to... I wanted to read... Remember those, like, untapped reviews that I was... Like, the untapped reviews are, are great. Yeah. Um, so, let's let's sip it, and then we'll give our, like, our uh, review. And then I do want to read a couple of these, because they're, re- they're really funny. And some of them, people are, like, so into... Beer. It's like, sold out already. It's sold out. Uh, it was just an incredible experience. I mean, 
Speciation was thrilled. It was clearly their product, right? They're releasing the product. We're collabing on the on it with them, and uh, they it was extremely successful. I mean, we're. I feel like it's just the start of something really good. Well, they've already so, talked to us about doing a second batch. Yeah, I think Speciation and um, Underberg and uh, Eclipse on Tap are going to be. Um, uh, we formed our bond and it was a very successful time. We had the telescopes out at the event in the evening, uh, while the moon rays, the band, the surf rock band played in the tap room. Um, we had the, the scopes out for anyone that was looking for a reprieve and I'll give a couple shout outs so, too. So cool. We had Kyle Dankert who also won yeah. underground man. Yes, he did. And well, he, get, he gets a four lap penalty for not stopping for beer though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So he's the uh, unofficial. But, but, but he did official. come out for the uh, launch party, which was cool. Yeah, the Underbrew launch party brought out some some great friends. Let's, yeah, let's have an Underbrew, boys. Underbrew. Cheers, um, Speciation and Underberg. We love you guys. This was fun. Mm-mm. Ooh, I like it. Honestly, kind of warm. And not yeah. that this is warm, but it's not super cold, and you yeah. get more herbal. Mm, yeah, you it's, do. It's you really definitely do get like more of the citrus, the herbal. So a pro tip, if you, if you taste it and you're like, oh, that's not as herbal as I was expecting, just you got yeah. it a little too cold maybe. Room temp. Um, so it is a oak-age sour, or sorry, oak-age saison, which naturally then gives it a bit of uh, tartness, but I wouldn't call it like overly sour. No. 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 I feel it, like it's, it's not like doing, having a sour beer because you get so much more complexities at the, the back end of it, and it, it, it's got this tartness as a saison. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of it, you get all the kind of the herbal tastes of under Underberg. It actually pairs well with a Berg. It does. It. It, yeah. So towards the tail end of the night, I, <laughs> let me I did tell the, you, the I, night I, we released, we paired it with a lot of Berg. We did. We did. We <laughs> we went through a ton of Berg that night. But uh, towards the tail end, when we had the uh, telescopes out, mm-hmm. we had Saturn and Jupiter. Oh yeah. And uh, the night sky, and I dunked a Berg in my Underbrew. It actually was really good. Got it on I video it a lot. too. So I would recommend trying it. It is perfect because what we so, what we set out for, and I think did I you, a, go, did you uh, I'm sorry, go Matt, go real quick. Yeah. Did you go one-to-one or did you go, was it like a, just a small pour with a oh, burger no, in I, it? I full dumped pour. the whole thing in there. Full in, pour into, into a full bottle. No, into, into a full, a, in a, in a full uh, what? Pint or 12 ounce. Yeah, yeah. 12 ounce. 12 ounce glass. They're like two of Yeah, the, the yeah. pour that they were giving us at You bad boy. How was that? It was really it was good. Vi- I did it too. It was, it was good. Get Very you a little good. bit crunked. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But uh, if you yeah, if you're looking yeah. for a good time, that's the you dump one in. Dump one in and just see how you feel. Um, it also pairs well as a like a side by side accompaniment to Underberg, and that from the very beginning is what I'm super proud of on this project. Is we were able to bring together two masterminds, Underberg and Speciation, and make this good beer. But in addition, the goal was to set out to make it. If you made a beer that tasted like Underberg, straight up, where it was identifiable as that, that it's too bit, it's too bitter, it's too bold. Yeah, right? you can't do that. Yeah. So scaling it back and finding a way to somehow make it characteristic with the herbal finish, mm-hmm. but still, you know, something that speciation would typically make. It has a definite speciation ales identity. So I don't think it couldn't have been any better as far as what the final product tastes like no it's it's a very drinkable tart zazan and it is critically acclaimed just critically yeah let's let's listen to some of these uh untapped um which is a very popular app and 
allows you to log in, kind of check in beers. You can take a photo if you want, and then you can give it a rating if you're into that. I usually just check them in to be like, here's a cool photo. I'm, the rating thing is a little tough. I did give this um, a five out of five. <laughs> a little biased, right? But so here's some of the reviews. This beer has checked, been checked in by 183 people. Damn. Oh, wow. It has an average rating globally um, of a 4.23 out of five, which is a great, mm-hmm. that, that, that is like a gold star because people on here uh, can be a bit harsh, you know, or they'll just, it's anyone can rate it. So it's, yeah. I could go on there and just be like, oh, Miller Lite, one out of five, or, you know. Yeah. So someone could do that if they wanted. And some of the uh, reviews, there are also like influencers on this, people that have like 18,000 check-ins. You're Holy like, cow. The app came out in like 2017, so you're drinking like four beers a day. Um, so What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> they, they do their thing. Um, so there, the couple of the influencer people were there, and like that guy was one guy was from Jacksonville, Florida, at the at our underbrew event. What so, did he have to say? He, do, do, I don't know if I can tell is. who he was, but uh, I do remember meeting give, him. Give us some reviews. Here we go. This was from actually five hours ago. Someone had oh. this. <clears throat> they say this is Scott fresh herbal nose of clove ginger anise and citrus astringent tart hints of grapefruit strong bitters I can even taste the gentian amazingly well balanced 4.75 out of 5 4.75 wow <laughs> I just love the review it's so funny complex I mean it's complex it's, it's pretty good. it's pretty accurate to be honest he probably got himself a bottle sat at home in his chair with a cigar and, uh, or a pipe. <laughs> there, let's see, another one. Here we go. Here's another pretty intense one. This is Kevin. He is uh, one of the influencer people. Hi, he Kevin. 12,138 check-ins since 2015. The man loves beer. Um, citrus and lemon, ginger, herbal notes, and just a touch of pepper in the nose. <laughs> citrus up front. Light to moderate ginger in the middle and light to moderate tart lemon with light herbal fin- <laughs> herbal notes in the finish. 4.2 out of 5. Very well, Kevin. Purchased from Zotuna Liquor and Fine Wine in Rochester Hills, Michigan. Oh, so cool. he was out of All town. Right. Um, this, yeah. And then there's one more. Uh, I'll read one more that was very similar. Here we go. This guy. Flanders Ned. He has... Uh, Ned Flanders? He has 23,574 check-ins since 2015. Is that race chaser? No. Ned Flanders? No. No. 25,000 check-ins nearly. That's a lot. He says, 12.68 ounce bottle in perfect packaging to complement the base digestive. Seemed more ginger forward than it needed to be. A tart, herbal, and moderately spicy beer. Trying to determine what to add. A sweet floral, slightly fruity note would be a good match here. I rate my beers on a scale from zero to five. 2.5 to me means average. I give this a 3.85. Pretty damn good on that scale. All right, Ned. If he's, that- if he's clearly saying two point, which doesn't make sense by the way, sorry to tell you Flanders Ned, that's not how statistics work. 2.5 out of five is not a good score. No. Like you, you are getting a D plus in class. Yes. So to say that that's average, it's just, well, I respect it. You do your thing. <laughs> some of these people, it's like, it's like they're writing poetry. I know. I kind of so, love it. <laughs> so there I sat drinking a slightly. A lit one candle. A, li- a bit I of a peppery. Peel back the paper. <laughs> I crack the 
wax a filament re- that covered the <laughs> top of the bottle. I reheated the wax cap, let it melt Drip. down the bottle. I dripped it on my nipples. <laughs> I reheated the wax with a candle. <laughs> with one solitary candle. <laughs> so good. Laying on a lamb's skin rug in front of a <laughs> drawing fire. Michael from uh, Detroit. Buck naked. He gives it a five out of five and just says, nailed it. So there's plenty of reviews like Thank that you. too. Thank nice. you. Um, this is, yeah, there's just some really fantastic ones. It was a fun night though. Like the whole, the whole event was fun. We had a lot of people out there. Uh, you know, the band came on after mm. we kind of wrapped up with the, the launch party and the, the food truck and everything. I mean, it, it was equally as big as like their summer summer solstice event. Yeah, where it seemed that way. They've you know it just there was a lot of people hanging out. It was a lot of fun. And I mean, plus plus we had a band, the Moon. What the was moon it? Race. Yeah. The moon race. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Really cool Did surf rock band. That? Okay. And actually, I, the so one one more review. This one is great. You'll like it. It's worth saying. Jack, um, back on October seventh, the I day of Underground Jack. Man. He just gives it a five out of five. He purchased this um, at Speciation Nails. And he just says, sweet, subtle bird kisses and whispers. <laughs> That's it. Five out of five. Sweet and subtle. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Um, another person says, uh, five out of five. But, or sorry, four out of five. But better together. She, exactly. So she caught on. This, uh, sorry, bird? he caught on. Yeah, Josh from the St. Joe Community Taproom, southwest corner of the state. Better together. He's, he's a fan. Exactly. And his photo had them together. It, was, it is uh, perfect. Really, really well, that cool. Was, that was the idea with the whole project, too, is like you, you want to drink this and then be reminded of Bergs and, and have a Berg. Yeah. You know? It was an absolute blast. I mean, from the very beginning of the, the um, conceiving the idea, moving it into the point where we were actually helping them bottle, which we, that I can, it's cool to be I mean, like, we bottled we, every single one of these. We bottled uh, and labeled all um, of between recordings here. Yeah, well, yeah, we did. Yeah. We could talk a little about that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. So you went, Matt, for the waxing. I did for the waxing. Yep. So I waxed about 20 cases with Lewis, uh, the brewer at Speciation. And there was many more to go when I left. I was I kind of took a long lunch from work and helped him out. You guys but, just uh, had crock pots of wax. Crock pots of green dip, wax, yep. Dip the caps mm-hmm. from when we... From capped him. Yeah, you, after we had bottled. Yeah. You do that in the basement, or uh-huh. did you? Okay. Yeah, we did it in the basement where you guys were probably labeling right down yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And then David and I showed up uh, two or three days later for the labeling or whatever, and it was hundreds of pieces of um, craft, kind of, kind of craft paper, yeah. like a like a yeah, like a brown paper, like brown paper bag type paper. And we were taking Gorilla Glue, like gluing it. Wrapping the bottles, handing it off to David. David put it through the labeling machine, put the labels on them. And it like for me that was a um it it it's it's a cool beer no matter what, but the fact that we had a hand in like mm-hmm. the production of it. We um, we literally touched every single one. Yeah. Yeah. Literally every beer that went out of there was was touched by us. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. It, it was cool. <laughs> it was we, fun. Yeah, we I mean we uh that was a quite the afternoon for me because I had the half day Fridays and uh, I didn't eat any lunch. I just went over there with you and um, 
I just drank my lunch. And yeah. It was a, I was I was pretty bonked by the end of that. <laughs> it was like four <laughs> hours of labeling with just drinking. Well, I came just, back over here at <clears throat> that night, and you're like, "Oh, I went and got Qdoba." Or yeah, I got Chipotle I got Chipotle and, and just, just passed took out, took a nap. <laughs> yeah. I was totally bonked from doing that. Don't I w- wouldn't recommend skipping lunch and just drinking it. Just going right to yeah. speciation and probably drinking some brews. So yeah, make sure you're well fueled before you you do anything like that in the future. But yeah. yeah. It was a good afternoon doing that. Um, yeah, it was cool little labeling experience. I, I loved uh, them opening that project up to us in that way to really be a part of it, like you said, Nathan and David. I think it was different than what it would have been like with a big. If it was some big brewery that's like on a production schedule that's more uh, mass scale, they obviously speciation is locked in on theirs, but uh, it's more grassroots almost. Yeah, it's just you know, I don't know. There's there's a like a pride and ownership almost mm-hmm. like when you, you do the work to it and yeah. have to manually work on each bottle that yeah. went out of there. A machine, no, a it, machine it, never it touched cool. the spot. Like nothing yeah. of this beer touched a machine. No. Well, not that a labeling matters. machine maybe. No, but, that's just but, a sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Other, other than that, it was like manually done. Yeah. So take that robots. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. AI. Yeah. <laughs> take that AI. <laughs> there's there's a punch against AI <laughs> was us manually bottling each and every one of these beers. But to all that tried it, to all that came to the event um, from the team and beyond, and anyone that tries it in the future, cheers to you. Thanks for supporting the project. We Yeah, we appreciate it. It was fun to kind of correlate the release of that with Underground Man. Mm-hmm. And we had a shit ton of birds <laughs> at we, Underground Man. And at the, uh, under between Underbrew and Underground, ground man i um had a lot of underberg i think just to and, and like shout out to um really everyone that came out to the event specifically too because there was like a the head brewer of perrin was there and yeah. did you oh, talk really? to, yeah with the beard big beard oh, yep. i didn't know i that. think you and i talked yeah, to him for a while David. and he was like yeah i love like everything speciation does yeah and um so he just it's like a cool multi you know he's just they're competitors technically, I guess, but they're in kind of different scales of beer Yeah, and just helping out, supporting the whole project. It's so cool to see it dispersed out to like people in Detroit are like posting it on Instagram and stuff. And we're like, yeah, it is really cool to see it. Like, uh, well you said your dad found it at a brewery or or a a a liquor liquor store. store. Yeah, Yeah. He bought two bottles in gross point, Michigan, which is just Northeast of Detroit. Um, pretty much Detroit. And so, yeah, he saw it. It's just cool to think that, like, our logo, our, like, identity in some ways is, like, on that bottle. So, they can, people can find out about us and then they, they see it like they saw it at the event. There's, like, you get these these people who are there and at first they're probably like, what is the what is Eclipse on Tap, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell people early on, we had the telescopes during the day kind of just there on display. But everyone's like, so, like, where's the... Is there something free I get? <laughs> but where's your, where's your handouts? Yeah, where's what? What are you doing here? And then the and then the sun sets, and then yeah. people find out. We bring out the telescopes. People get their mind blown looking through the scope at, at Saturn. It's so cool. Yeah. And so for to connect it back to the the bottle, like that's just it's been an honor for us to be a part of it. And so huge kudos again to Speciation and Underberg, um, because we're it just was it was the coolest thing we've done ever besides the eclipse. Yeah. yeah by far, at least since I've been a part of the, and the biggest project, like podcast it, that, w- that was, a uh, 
milestone moment for the podcast. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So I think that's a good place for a break. Uh, we'll yes. finish up our Berg break. We'll finish up our underbrew as we transition into an underberg because again, it is brewed to be an accompaniment, and the underberg will carry us into our berg break presented by Underberg, and we'll be back in a bit for the second half. Cheers. 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 This episode of Eclipse on Tap is brought to you by Underberg, the German herbal digestive that is a very special after-dinner drink and served in more than 100 countries as a crowning finale to gourmet meals or hearty snacks. But what about after a flight of sour beers? Or stouts. Or stouts or bold beers. If you're looking for something after a large meal, maybe it's a festive meal, maybe it's 4th of July grilling, you're feeling a little bloated and a little groggy, Grab an Underberg to feel bright and alert. I'm going to grab one right now. Yes, sir. Cheers. Eclipse on Tap is also brought to you by Speciation Artisan Ales, one of our favorite spots. The best sour ales in town, if best, not anywhere. The best for a, a end of bike ride stop, which is what we usually do. We go for the sour ales. They've also got ciders, seltzers, wines, Underberg. Yeah, and really anything I mean, you can eat. Yeah. Very unique, awesome flavors. Get a flight. I mean, you can taste a number of different types of beers, ciders, whatever your palate desires. Absolutely. Located on Wealthy Street in Grand Rapids. Check it out. Welcome back from the break. Episode 68. We didn't have our Bergs. We didn't. And that's okay because we'll do it on air. Let's do it. Right now. They're chilled, too. Oh, so. yes. Oh, you good what man. a special treat. Compliments of the new fridge at Pub 39A Studios. Yes. Yep. Thank you, Pub 39A. Rip it off, twist it off, whatever you prefer. Put your Underberg up with us and let it percolate, bitches. Clank it. <laughs> let it percolate, bitches. <sighs> I could do another one. Mm-hmm. Give it a minute. The guys at the underground man were saying like, like it was funny to watch, you know, the guys that haven't had a bunch of bergs be like, oh no, you got to hold it at a 45 and let it just kind of like trickle into your mouth. (laughs) You're learning. (laughs) The best was, uh, I was at, I think I already described the story. Never mind. Just people, yeah, drinking Bergs and doing funny things in an effort to get the liquid out faster. Seeing people like put hold it up, and I've seen people trying to tap it. Yeah, I saw people at Underbrews event doing that. They're like, like that's a good way to chip a tooth. Yeah, (laughs) you can't do that. (laughs) That's not a lot. That's not gonna work. Just be (laughs) patient. Forty-five degree. It's just like when you're pouring a glass bottle, a Heinz ketchup. Hold it at a forty-five degree angle and let it flow. You just yeah, you gotta let the air out. Yep. Let it percolate. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Matt, you went down. Well, hang on. Let's introduce this beer right. first, oh, I'm too. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll transition back to the beer talk for just a second as we introduce Ecliptic's second offering for this month. Big cheers to John Harris and Colette Becker at Ecliptic for sending us these. Always super kind of them to do so. So, this was a cosmic collaboration, one of their specials. Moon Room? Uh, no, Mothership. Mothership okay. collaboration with Maui Bay Brewing Company. Ooh. Or sorry, Maui Brewing Company, like the official one in Hawaii. Um, brewed with our friends at Maui Brewing Company. 
Bay Breeze Pineapple IPA hits like a warm solar wind after a long spent long day spent in a cold spacesuit with loads of pineapple puree balanced against a fruit forward and subtly piney blend of Sabro, El Dorado, and Chinook hops. We rounded things out with a bit of coconut for an extra layer of tropical bliss. Ooh. Sounds sweet. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, they do the best job with these descriptions. It is uh, 6.5% ABV, 55 IBUs. Fill it up. That was written by crack our, it. our friend Colette. Come on, Colette. come on, come on, crack it. The, go on now, crack it. The pineapple has me interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's pour this. Man, that underbrew, though. It I'm really, telling you. It does. I just, I just put it's down good. my last swaller. It was a special... Yeah. That that's such a good beer. A special it's a one. It is a treat to have. An absolute joy of a beer. Very good. Critically acclaimed, <laughs> as I like to say. We've uh, we're, we've we've heard from the the masses and people like it. All right, all right. There's the put. Ooh, look at that pour. Ooh, you beauty, you. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Ecliptic Brewing, Maui Brewing Company. Uh, I think a portions of this one went to the Maui wildfires and stuff. So this is oh, a yeah. pretty pretty cool beer. Cheers. Yeah. Ooh. Little bite. It's got some hops to it. More yeah. hops than expected. Yeah, it's not yeah. as sweet as I was anticipating. It's yeah, it's got that's really good. It's a sharp, sharper hoppy. It's like a two hearted with pineapple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. Like an M43 with pineapple. Yeah, I was going to say, very similar to M43. But but with uh, less of an orange and more of a pineapple. Really good. Cheers, Ecliptic. Yeah. Cheers, Maui Brewing. Cheers. Hopefully everything's okay in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that was not good. I think this, I kind of got the impression maybe this was a, uh, they were already going to do the collab. And then during the you know, production of the event essentially is when those wildfires happened. So I think they ended up flipping it into a charity beer in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, some portion of it donated to the, relief. you haven't heard much about the wildfires recently, like, or, and, or the, the people that were affected. Like, I think the early on you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick news for whatever reason. It seems like a pretty intense yeah. thing that one of the, one of the U S states was like burning down. <laughs> And yeah, and that not yeah, it was it was kind of odd though, but the news has been all over the place. We've got a lot of other stuff going on in the world, but oh, yeah. um, it's like one thing to to another every weekend it seems like. But yeah, but, but um, hopefully there are those folks are all right. At, yeah, yes. at Maui yeah. Brewing Company and beyond. Exactly, so, um, Matt. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your trip down to Texas for yes. the annular eclipse. Well, you you went. To see friends, but but it, it timed out nicely. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll transition this podcast into some some space talk here in the second half. So settle in with us. <laughs> it's, yeah, folks. It, it was a really good month for this. Um, so my good friend Eric Ball, a uh, friend of the podcast, shout out to him. Um, lives in Austin, Texas. works at, Works at Tesla. Um, has a little spot where he's moved from Michigan to Texas in the last couple of years, and a great friend. So went to go visit him with my, with another good friend, Matt Belfler. And uh, just so happened to coincide with the annular eclipse. Now, I knew of, like, I knew the annular eclipse was this fall. But when I booked the trip, I kind of forgot that it was this exact Saturday. And so we're in the totality band, essentially, in Austin. 
I think in his house, we were about 98% annularity. Like we weren't fully into the eclipse and it was like, all right, let's drive down to San Antonio so we can see the full thing. I mean, you know how it is with 2017. You, you can't just be into the totality band. You do everything you can to get into the center. So, and so just to kind of precursor this whole mm-hmm. thing, you didn't, did you plan this around this weekend no. or no? Just no. happened to be it the just weekend. so happened to fall. Okay. Yeah. All right. The eclipse eclipsed this weekend with to go visit Eric. It was it perfectly eclipsed it. Um, unintended. Unintended. And so we got the eclipse classes going. Obviously, with an annular eclipse, you're not going to get uh, a full totality. So you have to keep your glasses on at all times. Um, it was a bit cloudy where you could take them off, and that was really cool to see the eclipse coming through the clouds. But driving down to San Antonio, the skies up until that point in Austin were like bluebird, not a single sky. We went down there to get to our destination at the start of the partial, right as soon as the moon was going to start making its first contact with the sun. And about halfway down to San Antonio, it became like a blanket of clouds, like a full-blown, full cloudy day. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in the back seat and I was getting like really, like I was like upset about it, you know? And we, me and Eric and Matt had just been like chatting on the way down and stuff. Obviously they're interested, but they're not, I'm, I'm invested in this. Like, I'm like, I want to, I want to see this fucking totality. Yeah. I need some blue skies. Like I'm not driving the car though. So I'm like getting anxious in the back seat and, um, they could totally tell they were like, I just got quiet and I was really focused in on looking up and finding a blue sky. So we get to a destination. It was a Starbucks in San Antonio. And suddenly, probably for the first 10 minutes that we were there, it was still cloudy. But suddenly, uh, it opened up into a big patch, an hour-long patch of blue skies. Nice. Before going back to a blanket of clouds. So it was like meant to be, kind Mm -hmm. of. So we got to see from uh, about 50% partial all the way through annularity, the totality event, right? And then through the back end of the other partial um, in blue skies. Was there a change in the... uh light i mean you sent us photos where you could see kind of the shadow bands and that kind of thing yeah there was definitely a there was a change in light that the only time i've ever experienced anything like that was solar eclipse totality yeah uh full eclipse but and so that was more extreme and that is the epitome of my experience was it was absolutely mind-blowingly cool but it was not a totality event like it's it's still it it's still got that next step up and there's no joke with solar eclipse totality that it is you got to see it annularity um go see it too but like it's not going to be as extreme yeah yeah including the temperature did drop a bit um i mean it was like you're in san antonio texas and you felt like a little breezy chill not chill but like you know, the, the temperature maybe dropped a few degrees into like the low 70s or high 60s. Yeah. And it was perfect. There was a big crowd of people. We bought a 10 pack of Eclipse glasses and we had people just without like we kind of let, you know, have them on around us and stuff, mm-hmm. which is I mean, that's what it was like with totality. We had the, the telescope out looking up at the, um, the partial people were lining up at the scope to see it. And yeah. you, met, you met some good people there. Uh, guy that was. Planning for 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I feel like I just, in talking to him and in getting to know him a little bit, I didn't know his full name or what his profession was or anything, but he just gave me like, he's a professor somewhere vibes. He, like sound, he's a, he sounded uh, foreign. Though. He was foreign, yep. yeah. And he sounded like he, 
you could tell it, maybe he's like an astronomy professor at Texas State or something. I don't know. He just gave me some sort of like he had this academic side to him. And I started talking and he's like, this is my first annular. And, you know, while it's it's nothing quite like totality, but it's, it was still so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I actually sent him the photos I took because he was trying to do it with his phone. Yeah. Wasn't working out so well. No, you got some good ones. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got some good ones. Same camera we used for 2017 and it's still, I'm going to get just, a better one. Did you just take a uh, pair of solar glasses and mm-hmm. I just cut it in half and I used that. I actually ended up using that. Isn't that what you did for 2017? Too? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Same, same process. Yeah. I actually went back to the settings. I looked back at one of the original photos I took from 2017 and just copied the settings, the light settings. Yeah. That photo that you took though Annularity was really cool. I yeah. like that a lot. The ring yeah. of fire. I was jealous. So I was uh, sitting here in uh, in pub thirty nine in the in the forty five degrees in rain, mm-hmm. and uh, the race chaser had a thing set up over at the uh, school right over here, um, and he was going to do like a you know demonstration. And actually, had his telescope there. He's going to like look through because we still had like thirty five to forty percent yeah. coverage here for sure, and it was just total cloud. Cover oh, and rainy and all that kind of stuff. So he came over, he called it quits and came over here and I was watching it on NASA TV on YouTube. So it was kind of cool just to follow the coverage on that. Mm-hmm. And then about uh, three o'clock or so, I walked out on the patio that, and the clouds did open up a little bit and I got to look over at, and I, I looked up with my 2017 solar glasses. Vintage. Vintage glasses at this point. It was a little bit of dust covered on them. And it was, you could see just a tiny little edge of the moon still covering the, the sun. So it was kind of like, it gave me a little bit of goosebumps there. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, I didn't get quite the experience that you got. But, yeah, but um, seeing any yeah. form of partial is amazing. Yeah. That's like when yeah. we were driving down and uh, we're driving in Eric's, Eric works for Tesla. He drives a Tesla and the Tesla has that full canopy glass roof, right? So we're driving down to San Antonio and we intended to arrive to our site at about, like I said, 30 or 40%. Mm-hmm. So we missed like the initial contact. But he has like a little solar, um, what would you call it? Like a screen on top of his glass roof so so that the sun's not shining down directly. And I could look up at it without my solar glasses, mm-hmm. but I could still see it very clearly. And we're in a blanket of clouds driving down there and I'd look up and once in a while you'd see the sun poke, poke its way through this misty opening in the clouds and it was like 20%. Yeah. So it's it was that was a wild feeling to just be in the backseat of a car, like looking up and being like the moon's just like Yeah. Like caving like, in on the sun. Yeah. Super it's, cool. It's just it's it is just even seeing that's cool, but yeah, like like you like we have said, just totality is another story. But mm-hmm. and um there is there was we I was watching coverage on the NASA channel and it was in one of the towns in Texas that's gonna get the uh they had the annular and they're going to get the total oh, yeah. eclipse next year too yep and how crazy that is in, in less than a year of time span you're going to get an annular total eclipse and a total and a total solar, solar. yeah so crazy yep pretty cool well, and, uh so he works for tesla yeah what's his role there what is like he drives a tesla you told us a little bit about the uh the drive down drive yeah. back yeah yeah, but yeah. Like, tell us a little bit about his uh role there and what he does yeah so um he is a very very smart guy and very driven in his career so um kind of has fallen into this niche of product management you know he's he's managing the implementation of software products into tesla's environment um in order to allow them to 
you know, work the factory lines and like all the stuff they do, all those internal processes on the software side. And he drives a Tesla Model Y and has like the, F- they call it FSD, full self-driving. It's, it's imp- super impressive. We drove most of the way from San Antonio back to Austin, which is about an hour and a half without touching the steering wheel. And it did a pretty damn good job. So he's, he's driving. He, is he like holding the wheel or is he just kind of like making sure? No that holding. Doesn't... It okay. has a camera that's above the rear view mirror that's watching you kind of like it's just making sure that you're not like falling asleep or reading a book or texting. It'll ask you if it sees that you're not like still focused in on the road. Mm. It'll be like, you got to like touch the steering wheel here. It's like fairly strict with it too. Like, and so there's a couple things you can do. Like he just rolls the volume up and volume down button to just, you know, when it says, Hey, like touch the steering wheel, he just goes like he ticks it, you know? Yeah. But he never is like touching the steering wheel really. And it's when you get on the highway and when you're just cruising on most of that trip on the highway, like you get used to it almost. You're like, you don't even really know the difference. Yeah. But when you're in the back roads or just like, you know, streets, and it's in a line of cars like going to turn left and you're just like waiting and the car in front of you turns left and it's like a fairly busy road crossing this you know both directions yeah so you're going to cross traffic into a left lane and <laughs> it's like you're second in line here for it keeps like pulling up and then it puts its blinker on <laughs> and you can tell it's like okay it's up to bat and it's like creeping out it's like doing what you normally do and it's, it's looking do, tesla and it's looking, it's like, all right, left is clear, right is clear. And it just is like left-hand turn into into the lane and it zips huh. it a little. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it hit it, it hit the nail on the head. It waited, but it was like, it gave it some beans. Wow. I love so it. It kind of drives like a teenager. That's what I told Eric. If you're coming up to a red light, if you're it, an experienced human waits. driver, you take your foot off, you see it way ahead, right? You mm-hmm. take your foot off the gas, you kind of just slowly cruise in it kind of waits like there's like a stack of cars and it's just like coming in like decently hot not to the point where it's scary but kind of like a teenager would right they're just yeah. gonna break late break hard um and that's just how it drives yeah well i mean with the i mean i guess if the car is driving itself i one thing i noticed just driving humans mm-hmm. is that it's like you don't even need to hit the brakes at all. No, you, you let, lift, lift off the pedal and it, yeah. it slows down. So yep. the car probably just knows the ac- absolute limits anyway of its because it's driving itself. So yeah. it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to wait. It's like it's like an F1 driver, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like saving until the last second. breaker. Yeah, late it's breaker. saving brakes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's got to be crazy though, like taking a left-hand turn on the like, yeah. much, you're trusting this car to do what mm-hmm. it's supposed to do. There was also a couple times where it like, um, it did just fine. It figured itself out, but it made like a, a fairly aggressive driving move <laughs> where you're like, damn, <laughs> it's like, like it kind of, you know, it could have waited like three cars and had like nobody around and just zoom, but it was like turning left one, one of the times and there's a car coming and like, you could make it. No, no problem. You just have to kind of zip it. And it was just like, like it just <laughs> got this, got yeah. this, sit down kids. Yeah. It was, uh, like I said, the, the epitome of it all. It drives like a teenager. Apparently, there's a new version, he was saying, like that's coming out soon. Like, all the Tesla journalists are all like, oh, the FSD, whatever, next version is supposed to be like that much better. And it was really interesting, though, learning about his experience there. It's uh, He absolutely loves it. And um, yeah, cheers to him. It was a fun trip. Yeah. 
great to see the eclipse uh, in its annularity, just to see the yeah. ring of fire. It, it was really cool. It was a different experience. When I talked to that um, gentleman that I met at Starbucks, um, he asked to send. I, he asked for me to send him the photos, and I, I said, "Sure, you know, just shout out Eclipse on Tap if you uh, if you post them or anything." Really nice guy, and he. I asked him. He said, "Yeah, this is my first annual eclipse, but uh, he has been to several totalities. He went to 2017 in, I think he said Tennessee, and he went to 1991. Apparently, there was one that stripped on little strip onto the Pacific Ocean in Hawaii, mm. and I was like." He's okay. like, yeah, I was We're on the listening. beach looking over the ocean, saw totality. That's cool. That's amazing. This guy would be a, he was like, like when I was saying that, he was just like shaking his head, like almost to say, like, you don't even know. It was so, I was like, that must have been nuts. And he was just shaking so his head. What were like some of the similarities between annular and, and a total mm-hmm. were just a little bit of temperature drop, a little bit of uh, light change. Dimness. Yep. Um, but overall, not... Yeah, the, I would say the lighting was like in a totality when you're at about 95%. Like, okay. it, I mean, the part, it's just there. There's that little sliver of the sun still shining through and the light, you feel like it's a flashlight on you. Yeah. It definitely got to that point. Okay. It just didn't get to that full like sunset 360. I feel like the shadows in the um, kind of the calendar type things like the chair or the leaves or whatever that's kind of breaking up light mm-hmm. all the cast shadows are little crescents and then when it when it turned uh annularity they were actual rings the shadows oh, yeah. were little rings yeah I, I'll, sh- I'll maybe post some more photos because i feel like i was just kind of just like a totality event you're kind of just moving around you don't even know what you're doing you're just like this is nuts you know you well, kind of yeah, just you were uh live streaming it mm-hmm. while you were texting us the photos of it and and I tuned into your live stream kind of late, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a few other people on there. Yeah, there were. It, it was. It, it got a nice little turnout. It, yeah, it seemed like it was a. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not that epic event, but it it's in its own right, it's a very cool event. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's definitely it's still a celestial event. Um, and there were people that traveled down from afar. Like we were walking around San Antonio. Not my favorite city, by the way. Yeah, I've been there. Um, the Riverwalk, which is this that kind of downtown section with all these shops and restaurants and stuff around, a very popular area. Did you go to the Alamo? Yeah, we did. We did yeah. go to the Alamo. And actually, this area is very near the Alamo. But you're walking down and like every, it's like Rainforest Cafe, Bubba Gump, Shrimp Co., like Applebee's, Red Lot, <laughs> whatever. It's just yeah. lined with that. And so... It kind of had just a t- touristy vibe and um, it was fine. I mean, we obviously, it's a special place because I got to see the annual eclipse there, just like Hopkins will. Ho- Hopkinsville will yeah. always be a special place. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I feel like, yeah, Texas for 2024 will be an awesome spot. I was just going to say, like, Eric looking, said he could host some people. 2024. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that he can host us. Um, do you think that's a good place for us? For I think it's a perfect landing spot. Now, it's in the totality band, Austin is, but it's only about 10 miles into the band. So, totality yeah. in Austin. We'll have to head we have to west. S- just like we did for annular. Head head yeah. southwest a little bit. Head to, I mean, or northwest. Uh, if you're in Waco, Texas, you are a lucky person because you, from your backyard, will be able to see full, full totality. Yeah. Um, so, we'll drive a bit, but just like we did with uh, 2017, we stayed in Louisville, Kentucky as like a home base and we, which was not actually in the band at all. 
and then we drove down into Hopkinsville day of, and I think that's a good play because yeah. I was talking to this, this guy, this gentleman I met at annular. He said he looked for hotels in April in a town called Frederick, I think Texas, which is right on the band. He looked this April, 2023 and every hotel is sold out. Every campground is sold out. Mm. So I think we're, it's in our best interest to, um, land and stay and lodge uh, somewhere slightly outside of the band or very close to yeah and then drive, drive in, in. Yeah. early early morning mm-hmm. another thing too um yeah i mean if it's halfway if it's going to be crystal clear in the midwest which we don't think that'll be the case but if it is i mean we don't have to go that far either so mm-hmm. and, and we got i got friends and uh stuff like that in in the indianapolis area which is dead smack center in totality mm-hmm um, which is crazy to think about. Um, or even we got Cleveland and smack dab center totality yep. too. So if we, if we're, you know, like, like we always talk about, it's fluid. Mm-hmm. So if we get to about a week out or four days out and we're like, okay, we got to switch the plan. Why as well go somewhere uh, closer? We can do that too, but it's about 18 hour drive or so. Yep. I think to Texas. So, yeah. but which, which is, it's mandatory if we need to. Yeah, so, I think like, or but, yeah, or the opposite. Like if we, even if our plan A, if we want to do a big trip and go down to Texas and make it like a big deal, but just as Gordon said in, in his episode with us, the weather pattern is actually going to be in the direction of the band. So you uncharacteristically could have clouds in Texas like I had this yeah. weekend. Like when was the last time San Antonio had clouds like the one I saw? probably in like a month. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, to your point, it's like maybe drive down to Texas for plan a, if it's looking like Texas is maybe not going to be the spot, then we can reel back and then reel back some more. So that'll be a lot of fun to, to plan that. And I think, I mean, you just get the sense, like I said, when we were in San Antonio, there's people walking around like a, it had like almost a concert Mm t-shirt It said like annularity and on the back had all the cities, you know, just like in 2017. Yeah. There was plenty of that going on. So, well, uh, excuse me um ims indianapolis motor speedway is already they're already selling campsites in the infield Mm -hmm. for this so it's 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 starting to ramp up you can feel it um absolutely we'll just have to like we'll have to touch base with dr telepin and uh make sure that we're headed the spot he's at because he i think he's gonna have a good idea but and he's going to austin he's going to austin so not to watch but to land and uh yep um because i looked up totality in austin Worst case scenario, even like, let's say we stay at Eric's, uh, and we, something happens or we can't get down there or South of South and North <laughs> of us are cloudy, but Austin is free, right? At least we're in the totality a bit and you get to a point where you can actually still see about a minute of totality there yeah. in Austin. So it's like, okay, that'd be, um, not a great scenario, <clears throat> scenario for the experience overall, but we did okay. the drive a little bit in yeah. inland. I mean, you just drive for the blue skies. Yeah, That's I'm gonna be good. coming from Florida. Oh yeah, because you said you oh, yeah. got your, you had the yeah. spring break trip. Yeah, so flying into Florida. Austin is easy. Fly to Austin, meet up with you guys. Sorry, <coughs> sorry, popcorn uh, kernel. Yeah, something guy. I had a similar experience a little while um, back. Yeah, meet up with you guys, and then we we have to be nimble. We have to like if we got to go northeast, uh, we do. If yep. We, if we have to go southwest, we do whatever wherever we can find it and that's a also a um mike Tekella we should bring up mm-hmm. uh he and his son went over to uh utah i think is it utah i yeah. think so utah? i'll look it up i think yeah. he, he went uh, and i don't know if he was in utah or not but he went 
He was gonna go to. He went to the annularity though, and he saw. Yeah. He got some some great photos too, which was awesome. He was um, living in Idaho for this for this period of time, and he posted. I think that was in the chat lobby. Is it Wawa? Um, it was. Washington? Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Washington. Let's see. The like Ritzville, far, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far southeast corner of Washington. Yeah, so they 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 took a drive in. Um, yep. So yeah, kudos to you, Mike. Um, fantastic experience to see the totality, or sorry, the annularity. That's what I learned. There was a period where I was calling it totality, like total annular totality. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was corrected. corrected. I was yeah. corrected by uh, the gentleman that was that was with us, and he was super polite about it, and. He's like, it, it really is like annual annual totality, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, actually, it's called <laughs> annularity. That's, that's cute, but it's actually called annularity. And I took it. I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. You know, it's like, I mean, we learned a lot from Gordon kind of in the same way where he was just like you know, slapping was, the knowledge He was on. somewhere too. He was in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And he got some awesome photos. I mean we have praised Gordon obviously on this podcast a lot about being the eclipse guy. He is, there's no one better than him for anything eclipse related. If you're trying to take a photo of this thing, travel to it, find the best possible timing. Like he's, he is the guy, he's the foremost expert. Like arguably I feel like in the country, in the world, maybe one thing I thought I found Legend. like, like kind of um, interesting about this, path was that it's almost the same like angle across mm-hmm. the United States but it was just like a little obviously further south and opposite x-ray same same well, as 2017 yeah it was 2017 it was the same like direction it goes it's, opposite because Carbondale is in it twice I think no no I'm just saying like so 2017 and this annular eclipse oh the annular yes yeah was the same was angle like and same like across south. yeah so it started on the west coast came across almost just, like a band of a Sat- like Saturn's rings you know like, yeah it yeah. was just it was interesting that it was almost like identical like angle just further south mm-hmm. and then obviously the uh, one in uh, April which is incredible that it's already coming up so close uh, it's yeah it'll be coming up as an X X marks a spot yep. but um, yeah, yeah, Carbondale gets both. Wow. It's almost hard to believe that it's already coming up here. We're headed into the fall pretty soon. Before we know it, it's going to be spring. We're yeah. going to be talking travel plans. It's going to be awesome. And I think um, the best part about it what, with the annularity was it gave me another feeling. It gave me a feeling of that totality type event. I would also, you know, there, there's celestial events that you witness, whether it's through a telescope or not that just rank up there. Mm. One of them was the super blue moon at Grattan. Like oh, yeah. that, that was like a, almost a celestial feeling event, how close the moon was. It had that same experience with like, the, there's people that are around that really aren't even into it that are like, dang, like that's, that's really, really cool. Like, you know, you had that with the annular, these people, all the Starbucks yeah. employees came out and were like looking up at it and everything. So it was an awesome, an awesome trip. And, uh, it was great to witness it with those guys, Eric and Matt. Cheers to them. We had a good time. We had some underbergs in Austin, Texas. Lots of berg. Lots of berg presence in Texas. During yeah. uh, totality, did you get a little, little toast to the berg? We we did not do a berg during totality, but we did do one. We did it almost as like our cheer. We all, we all because he flew in a little late, Matt, that was like compared to me. Once we were all there together, we cheers Berg and it kind of set the weekend off on the right foot. 
Yeah. Nice. Which was fun. Austin is a cool place. It's uh, there's it's weird to see how many like implants there are, right? You but people from California, people from Michigan. I looked the Michigan generally is a fairly stable state as far as population in and out every year. But there was if if you are to look at who is moving out, and then just kind of take it down to like where are they moving to, the highest percentage from Michigan to anywhere is Austin. So we, we went on Saturday, uh, the three of us went to um, U of M together. So we watched the Michigan Wolverines football game on Saturday at like a Michigan bar. It was weird. Like everyone in there was from Michigan. And then on Sunday, we wanted to watch the Detroit Lions game because for those that have been watching, they are an amazing, they're tied for the best in the league this year. Michigan too. And we went to a Lions bar. <laughs> Spartans oh, yeah. to eat by them right now. Yes, that's true. But yeah, the Lions bar was awesome. We watched them beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everyone was cheering and wearing yeah. Lions jerseys. And I was like, this is... That's kind of crazy. It was. I was like, we're yeah. in Texas. Yeah. There's a Lions <laughs> I bar? Like, yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm in like somewhere in like Metro Detroit right now. Yeah. And I was in Austin, Texas. So unique place for sure. Um, pretty cool. Also, Austin City Limits was going on. I did not know what this was. Oh, that's it is. A- that's a big it's deal. like one of the biggest outdoor music festivals of the year anywhere and a bunch of people were like are you here for uh, austin city limits and i was like no i'm here for what is that bitch. <laughs> yeah I, I i was like i don't even know what that is and they were like what how do you not know i mean it was just a big deal down there so it uh it was a fun experience austin texas yeah it very well may be like our landing pad for 2024 and it would be a worthy one we need so, to have a meeting we yeah, also, yeah. I think it'd be a good idea to get a uh, a rather large, almost the size of this whole brick wall map of the totality path. Yes. And then Mark, Mark just, and uh, we'll just, you know, whenever you come over here, we'll just put some notes on the whiteboard mm-hmm. and talk about where we're going to go. Absolutely. Almost like a weather map. Yes. Um, it's going to be... We need to start doing that. Soon. Yeah. I think um, in, in this next month, or as October fades into November, um, November will be like a perfect time. Things are starting to wind down a little bit. Um, we can sit down in, in the um, Eruk D pub or wherever and just start mapping this out. And it's going to be awesome. Like I said, you get this experience in annularity where people are still traveling to it. It's still making a bit of a, a presence. I mean, it really is. It's still a shadow of the moon, like yeah. a big one. It's it's so close to being the full thing. It's just not not quite there. And we got to, the Bailey's beads are still a thing. You remember oh, like yeah. all the, like the diamond ring and a lot yeah. of that still kind of is almost there. Like it, the diamond ring, not so much. Um, but it was really cool. And to, yeah. to, to just get hyped up for 2024 where you will see like that, that diamond ring effect, which is so prominent yeah, is literally like the last tiny Canyon or mountain on the moon that was just blocking out the sun. Yeah, something topographical on the moon is blocking the sun, and then it doesn't anymore, and it just shines the full like brightness of the sun yeah. in the diamond ring. I can't wait. Just get ready for it. It's gonna be. I got super eclipsed out still at annularity, and yeah, yeah. I was turned on. Yeah, I was definitely turned on. <laughs> I was like, oh man, we we got we got another eclipse before we know it. A total eclipse. I can't wait for my family to see this. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's gonna be good. It will be an absolute blast. So if you haven't, you'll join us hopefully this fall in terms of getting yourself ready to go. And I think we should like, I don't know, we'll keep we'll keep everyone posted with where we're at because I think one thing I've noticed with 
the community we've built with Eclipse on Tap is there are people in some way almost like they're just kind of waiting to, to set up their plans as well. Right. So we can almost keep, we'll just keep everybody updated on a regular basis as to where we are so that we can maybe, I don't know, provide guidance or where, it, wherever we're needed, you know, just make sure we're, we're announcing where we're going. We're announcing our plans or, or what our thinking is behind it. Like, Hey, our a plan was this, but we're starting to notice clouds or I don't know, whatever it is. We'll keep it real time with everybody. Yeah. Cause totally. the li- our listeners will deserve that for sure. Yeah. Because you never know. We might get some visitor visitors. You never know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know in talking with like Gary, um, our good friend owner of by 13 produces the best kit in the world for us. Totally is into totality, like wants to come down to wherever we go. He's just kind of yeah. like, let me know. All right. John come, Harris. Let's fucking go. It's going to be. Come on. It's going to be an awesome time. Yeah. John Harris, if he ends up making it our way, man, that's going to be really cool to meet him in person for the first time after building a, a really cool connection over eclipses and astronomy in general. you like, we're uh, lucky to be in that place. Uh, to to be to be friends with one of the best brewers in the country, over um, talking eclipses is pretty awesome. Yeah, I uh, agree. I'm excited about all that. Oh my god! I'm, I let's sit down and let's do this. Get let's jazzed! Play. Oh god! I'm it definitely so the annular is like a little tease. It just kind of gets it you is. a little tickled. Yeah, and yeah, um, that's how I felt. I felt tickled. <laughs> yeah, and then the crazy thing is like we have this. You know, I mean, it, I can't believe it, honestly. Seven years ago was the first That's one we saw, and then then we got this annular, and then um, less than a year later we got a total going through the same area, almost. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, almost opposite X direction, but mm-hmm. from uh, south to north, um, northeast. But yeah, crazy. And then for a long time we're not going to have another one. So this is it. If you're going to see one, go to 2024. Hopefully you got all hyped up and us. jazzed for this last one last weekend but get jazzed it, it's it's worth it trust us get jazzed because unless you're willing to travel like world travel uh for eclipses for that specifically um the not yeah exactly the next one beyond 2024 is a, a good quarter century almost in 2048 back in the united states so it's like it's not going to get much more convenient than 2024 if you could ask for like what is the best possible band to cross the united states to, prov- to provide totality that's like over four minutes, you'd pick this one. Oh, yeah. 2024. Yeah. And, and Gordon talked about how perfect it's going to be, even with the way the rotation of the moon is set on, mm-hmm. the, on the sun. Like, And I, I learned that when we spoke with him. Like the solar coronas, you see these photos of them like all flaring off in a certain direction. And there are some photos that are cooler than others based on how those flares are oriented. And this one, I think he called it like it's in like a soliocentric orbit. So it's actually like perfectly aligned with the sun and it's going to really produce this crazy corona hmm. which we saw and he admitted like 2017's was really cool mm-hmm. but this one will be even better so it's going to be a perfect eclipse and a perfect band with a great in, crew in our in the country we live in yeah so yep. lucky and with a great crew it's going to be uh um a really fun time so i can't wait and annularity was just the tease. It just gets you a little, a little amped up. Yep. And then you, yeah. Crazy. All right. <clears throat> but Tesla, um, I'm all out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, 
out? I'm all. Is there out. any more of that one? Yeah. I could grab another one out of the fridge. Do we? Ha- I have a final toast. We will enter this last third of the podcast with a burg. Let I, am, I am collecting tops just for the hell of it. Yeah, why not? So just if you're uh, if you're new to Underberg, you can collect the tops for prizes. Clink, let it percolate, bitch. Oh yeah, mmm, it burns so good. so good. It just brings you. I mean, especially Underberg as you transition into this fall season in a state like Michigan, it just feels right. It's like getting whipped with a paddle. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a little stern. lasagna noodle. Just like, don't do it, don't do it. Okay, do it. (laughs) It's a a fantastic product. Really, really great. And it was fun to introduce it to, uh, if we bring it full circle to the beginning of the conversation with Underground Man. A lot of people that know what Eclipse on Tap is, they know what we've been doing, but they came out to Underground Man for the... uh, for the event, you know, they're more into the cycling side of it, but to introduce them to Underberg and, you know, watch their reaction, see what they thought, pass a couple out to, for them to take home was uh, a lot of fun. So I, I hope we did. I hope we did Underberg justice on the underground man. I think we did. I think we I did. Think, yeah, definitely. We got some people. In we had it. we had a cool start finish line. We got we had all the uh, flags over the start finish. It, it was, was very festive. That was a lovely touch. Uh-huh. Yeah, it so. was it was a great event, and just to see um, the amount of people that were messaging us on Instagram was really a cool thing. Just to see like people interested in the event, and it was almost to the point where we're like, "Oh, I, we hope it doesn't get we don't we can't get it to be a situation that's too big because the trail can't handle it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a huge trail. It's like what most mountain biking, that's why a lot of them are time trials, right? Like, like it, it just can't take a ton of people. And I feel like we've hit the balance really well. Just the good crew of guys comes out there. So kudos to some of the teams. Cosdi, lead out, had a few guys. Some of the local cycling groups that um, supported the, the event. It was a good time. Yeah. Super fun. But um, um, yeah, one, like I guess one last little uh, space thing would mm-hmm. be um, just Starship. Uh-huh launching i think it's uh it, they've done some static fire stuff the orbiter itself is looking pretty good um i think the stacking has been really good and they've had to unstack it because of the faa approval they're waiting on that but it's getting close it's getting really close and i think we're very nearing a, a second starship launch about to light that candle about to light that candle real nice yeah getting close so we'll uh we'll keep everybody in the loop on that but it was interesting yeah. talking to eric too because he was able to witness starship in person and getting to hear his experience face to face i've obviously he's texted me about it he sent me videos but to hear his like uh pat like he was really excited about it when he was speaking on it and i think that was that was a special event for him so yeah i mean to, to see starship and be in texas if you live in texas you've got 2024 coming up you've got a potential starship launch you're in a good spot. So Texans, cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers. Keep, cheers. keep the open skies uh, on the horizon there for your plans because you're going to see some cool stuff. But with that Show said, uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap down episode 68. Roll it up. Oh, it was a good one. We talked Underbrew, Underground Man, Eclipse, so much more. 
Cheers to Speciation and Underberg for their collaboration on Under Underbrew. What a special project that was. A really fun time. And cheers to Ecliptic for sending us the beers to sample this fine evening in October. Follow us at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram or X and give us a review if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll see you next time for episode 69 in Cheers. the month of November. Ooh, okay. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.